0: Section 11 of Anthropology. This is a LibriVox recording by Vivian Weaver. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Anthropology Book 1 by Immanuel Kant. Translated by Adolf Ernest Kroger. Concerning the Stoppage, Weakening, and Total Loss of Our Sensuous Faculty. Section 24. The Sensuous Faculty, can be weakened, stopped, or totally destroyed. Hence the conditions of drunkenness, sleep, fainting, seeming death, asphyxia, and real death. Drunkenness is the unnatural condition caused by an impossibility to regulate our sensuous representations in accordance with the laws of experience, in so far as this impossibility is the effect of an article of diet taken in excess. Sleep, according to its verbal definition, is a condition of impossibility on the part of a healthy man to become conscious of perceptions through his external senses. We leave it to the physiologists to explain, if they can, by a real definition that's unloosening, which is, at the same time, a regathering of our forces for new external sensuous perception, and by means of which man looks upon himself almost as newborn in this world whilst it absorbs, unconsciously or unregretted, probably one-third part of our life. The unnatural condition of a benumbedness of our sensuous tools, which is followed, as its result, by a less degree of self-attention than belongs to our natural condition, is an elongate of drunkenness, hence we call a man who is weakened from a deep sleep, all of a sudden drunk with sleep. He is not yet fully self-conscious. But even while awake, it may chance that a sudden perplexity comes upon us, a difficulty to recollect what we ought to do in an unforeseen case, and this can also be regarded as a stoppage of the ordinary and habitual use of our power of reflection, a standing still in the play of our sensuous representations, of which we say he has lost his self-possession, he is out of himself. Whether with joy or terror, he is perplexed, dumbfounded, out of his wits, he has lost the tramontano, etc. And this condition is to be regarded as a momentary fit of sleeping, which needs also a regathering of one's sensuous perceptions. When a person is in a state of violent, suddenly outbroken excitement, we say that he is out of himself, in an ecstasy when he believes himself to be in a condition of spiritual contemplation has no control of himself, and is lamed for some moments, as it were, and the use of his external senses. The footnote, Tramontano, or Tramontana, is the name of the North Star, and perde la Tramontona, to lose the North Star, as the guiding star of seamen signifies to lose one's self-control. Take the case of a young, inexperienced man who enters an unexpectedly brilliant society, especially of ladies, and is at a loss how to begin a conversation. It would be improper to begin with newspaper talk, for no one could understand how he chanced to choose just such a topic. But if he came from out of doors, the weather is the best means of introduction, and if he is so bedoled as to not remember it, the Italians say he has lost his tramontano. End of section Section twenty five Fainting, which usually follows upon dizziness, a quickly, circularly returning change of many, dissimilar feelings, which passes the power of our taking mental hold of them, is a prelude of death. The total stoppage of all of these feelings is asphyxia, or seeming death, and can be distinguished from actual death, so far as we can perceive externally, only by the result. Take the cases of people drowned, hung, or smothered by a vapor of smoke. No person can experience dying in his own case, for to experience something, it is necessary to live, but only in the case of others. Whether it is painful, we cannot tell from the rattling or convulsions of a dying person. On the contrary, it seems rather to be a mere mechanical reaction of the vital force, and perhaps a gentle perception of our gradual liberation from all pain, the natural fear of death, which is inherent in all men, even the most unfortunate or wise is not therefore a shudder of dying but as montague has justly observed at the thought of having died that is of being dead which such a candidate of death supposes will haunt him even after he has died because he looks upon the carcass which no longer is himself as nevertheless himself and buried in a dismal grave or somewhere else. This deception cannot be removed since it is involved in the nature of thinking. As a speaking to end of oneself, the thought, I am not, can never exist, for if I am not, I also cannot become conscious of the fact that I am not. I can very well say, I am not healthy, or can very well think similar predicates negatively in regard to myself, as we do whenever we think in verbis, but to negate the subject itself when we speak in the first person, in which case the subject annihilates itself, is a contradiction. End of section eleven.